Well, we've been studying the Lord's Prayer, a passage in Scripture that even people who don't know Jesus have heard. It's familiar because it's been used in movies and and TV shows and funerals. But familiar words don't always equate correct actions or belief. You know that because you've seen it. People say their wedding vows with a lot of emotion, and then they break those vows. Our money says, in God we trust, and then people don't trust God with their money. People swear to tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth, but then they follow that up with lies. Our purpose in learning the Lord's Prayer is not just to know the words, but to live them out and allow them to guide our prayer time. I'm going to put it on the screen behind me. Let's say it together. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Quick review, just in case you've missed a week. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Begin your prayer time by thanking God for who he is, for what he's done for you, and all of his blessings. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. This is where you pray for God's will to be done in your life, in your family's life, and in our church. Pray that God, that God will help you hear his voice and to know his will. Pray that you will be obedient to his plan. Give us this day our daily bread. This is where you pray for the needs of others. If you don't keep a list, then you pray for people as they come to mind. And then you pray for your needs. Pray that God will give you grace and strength and mercy for today. And now we get to perhaps the most challenging part of the prayer because it's easy to pray but difficult to live. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. First John 1.9 says it this way, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. You see, God doesn't punish you or hold your past sins against you. But there are often consequences of sin. But when you pray and you confess, then God completely forgives. You see, God's forgiveness is tied to your confession, admitting that you've sinned. That's why this part of the Lord's Prayer is so important. And when you reach this time, confess sin and pray and ask for forgiveness. Ask God to forgive you for actions that weren't pleasing to him. Well, what if I don't remember all the things that I've done? Listen, if you're praying this way every day, you'll remember. You're aware of ongoing sin that's in your life, and and so you ask God to forgive you. Ask God to forgive you for words that weren't pleasing to him. Now, what kind of words aren't pleasing to God? Right? How about this? Ask him to forgive you for words that were untrue. Lies, right? And and we've got all kinds of categories for lies, don't we? We've got white lies and little lies and and lies that, that, that we tell so it doesn't hurt anybody's feelings, lies that are supposed to save people's feelings, and then there's big lies, right? But you see, the Bible only has one category, and that's that lying is sin. 
Ask God to forgive you for words that weren't 100% true. You see, I not only want to tell truth, I want to make sure that my words lead people to truth. See, I, I don't want to be misleading or deceptive in any way. I don't want to shade the truth. I simply want to tell the truth. Listen, if your words that aren't quite a lie cause someone else to believe a lie, you lied. Maybe you've used a few of these. I'm on my way. And you started walking the very moment that they asked, where are you? The boss asked you, how's it going? And you answer, I'm not quite finished with the project yet, meaning that you haven't even started it at all. Right, or, man, I, I, give me 20 minutes and I'll send that to you when I get back to my computer, which means I'm about to sit at my computer and work on it as hard as I can so that I can get it to you. Or maybe you say, well, I didn't say that, meaning I didn't say exactly those words. You missed a word. Or how about technical truths? Right, you, you call to your child that's supposed to be cleaning your, their room and you ask them, hey, have you started cleaning your room yet? And there's no answer. And after about a 40-second pause, your kid says, yes, I'm cleaning. Well, you know good and well they weren't cleaning when you asked. That's the reason for the pause. Right, you don't like it when your children do that. But you do that. Ask God to forgive you when, for your words when they were hurtful to others. They may have been true, but they weren't necessary. See, I call these type of words loose words. You see, I don't want loose words to come out of my mouth. See, the Bible is very clear. Your words can be sin. Ask God to forgive you for taking the Lord's name in vain, for, for cursing using the name of God. See, that one's pretty clear, right? It's one of the Ten Commandments we studied earlier this year. Ask God to forgive you for gossip, for sharing bad reports or talking negatively and critically about others. You see, we have a tendency to excuse gossip because it's true or because that's just my personality. Or we live in the South, that's just what we do. Listen, we have excused gossip in the church for too long. You see, gossip hurts the heart of God and it causes damage in His church. Listen, there is never an acceptable excuse for gossip. Gossip is sin for which you need to repent of and ask for God's forgiveness. Listen, it is not an oversimplification to say that if the church got this right, that we would make great strides in reaching our country. Ask God to forgive you for words that didn't represent Jesus well. Listen, I am very careful to try not to criticize other people or churches or pastors. Listen, I don't represent Jesus well when I'm criticizing his people. I want my words to accurately represent the love and the grace of Jesus. Now, you could look at that list and say, come on, Jason, that's a very high standard. I'll be praying for forgiveness of my words every day. Listen, that's a good thing. As you pray for forgiveness, you'll become more aware of what comes out of your mouth. 
And you know, you'd say, well, well I, I can't, if I can't say that stuff, then I just won't say anything at all. Awesome. Because we're all going to be better off because of it. As you pray, ask God to, to not only to forgive you for your actions and your words, but also your attitudes that don't please him. You see, your attitude can invalidate your testimony. Ask God to forgive you if your attitude was bad towards your parents, if your attitude was bad towards your children or to your boss or to your coworkers, to your spouse, to your spiritual authorities. Ask God to forgive you if your attitude was bad towards people who are different from you. Ask God to forgive you for a negative, critical attitude, for being argumentative and demanding. See, asking for forgiveness for any attitude that's not pleasing to him. How do you know if, if your attitude's not pleasing to God? First, the Bible tells you. Then as you pray and you ask for forgiveness, God will bring those things to mind. As you ask forgiveness for that attitude, it'll make you even more aware of, you, of your attitudes that don't please him. Ask God to forgive you for your actions, your words, your attitudes, and disobedience. If you've disobeyed God's written word, if you've disobeyed his commands or ignored a prompting that you sensed that was from him to do or to say something, ask for forgiveness. Now, that's just the first part of the verse. Forgive us our debts. You see, it's easy to ask for forgiveness. Here's where it gets a little bit more difficult. Forgive our debts as we forgive our debtors. See, we hear the word debts and we think of credit cards and car payments and, and mortgages. Some, some translations use the word trespasses. I think a good word here can be sin or offense. Forgive us our sins and offenses as we forgive the sins and offenses of others. In ordinary talk, Jesus taught the disciples and us to pray this way, Lord, please forgive me in the same way that I am forgiving others. Help me to forgive others the way that I want to be forgiven. So the way that I'm forgiving Jason, forgive me for that. The way that I'm forgiving Chastity, forgive me for that. The way that I'm forgiving Tina, Lord, forgive me that same way. Well, whoa, wait a second, Pastor Jason. That, that's not what I want to pray. If God forgives me the way that, that I forgive Chastity or the way that I forgive you, then God won't forgive me. Yep, you're correct. The only, this is the only part of the prayer that, that Jesus explains afterwards. Look what Jesus said in the two verses immediately following the Lord's Prayer. For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. You see, a, a recent study by the Barna Group revealed that almost one in four practicing Christians, 23%, have someone in their life that they just can't forgive. One in four. Listen, that's a problem. 
And the reason that's a problem is because God doesn't give you that option. Listen, this is really important. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors is full of meaning. We pray that way because we want to be forgiven. But it's also a powerful reminder that God will forgive us the same way or in the same manner in which that I forgive you. You see, what measure I give will be given to me. Statistically, even Christians see forgiveness as something that they can do in stages. First to family and and then to friends and then maybe to enemies. You see, only 36% of practicing Christians feel that their enemies are most deserving of mercy. And only 13% agree with the statement, I'm inclined to feel compassion for someone who has wronged me. You see, obviously, we need to spend more time praying, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Listen, I want God to forgive me fully, quickly, and immediately the moment that I pray. And if that's the way that I want God to forgive me, then that's the way that I have to forgive you. That's how I have to forgive everyone. Listen, you can't limit your forgiveness based on who someone is or who someone isn't. What's just a stranger in traffic, and they can't drive to save their life? I don't have to forgive them. Or it's just a student. Or it's just an immigrant. Right? They don't even speak my language. How could they care? Or it's just an old person. Or it's just my mom. It's just my dad. It's just a Democrat. It's just a Republican. It's just someone from my past. Why does that matter now? Listen, if you don't want God to draw lines around his forgiveness of your sins, then don't draw lines around other people's sins. Everyone must qualify for forgiveness. Freely forgive and freely be forgiven. Ask God to help you forgive people the way that you want to be forgiven. Wow. It's a really high standard, isn't it? Listen, I want to be rich in in forgiveness and known for forgiving people. I want to grow in this area, and here's how to pray. Lord, help my first response to offense to be forgiveness. Rather than be angry or offended or defensive, help me to see each moment as an opportunity to forgive others the way that you've forgiven me. Help me not to react, but instead to quickly and completely forgive at the moment of the offense. How could that change your life? Right? Can you imagine never being offended, but instead regularly practicing forgiveness? What would it look like if you could forgive someone for their loose words and their sinful actions instead of letting it make you angry and and holding it in your spirit? What would it be like if if you could forgive instead of getting your feelings hurt when you're overlooked or you don't get your way. Listen, I have seen people who have attended church for years leave as a result of one offense. They throw away years of relationship instead of choosing to forgive. I've watched 
I've watched church people, God's people, get mad and leave because someone parked in their parking spot. I've seen people leave because someone didn't greet them or shake their hand. People have left because I didn't preach what they wanted me to preach. People have left because they've been asked to take their crying baby out of the sanctuary. People have left because we changed the coffee. How many of you guys agree that's a really dumb reason, right? It's coffee. Who cares? Man, I've seen people leave the church because the lights weren't right. I've seen people leave because the music was too loud or because I put my Christmas tree up early. I've seen people leave because people don't dress fancy enough. Right? Well, Pastor Jason doesn't tuck his shirt in. So surely God can't use him to speak the word of God. Man, listen, I hope that somehow through like the miracle of God, that that God's word can still be delivered without my shirt being tucked in. Listen, I go to kids camp and youth camps where I wear shorts the entire time. And can I tell you, kids are healed and, and kids are called into ministry and to be pastors while I'm wearing shorts. Man, if I did that, you guys would freak out. Right, but what we wear doesn't matter, and and people leave church for the dumbest of reasons. Man, I've watched people who who follow Jesus, who, who love him, who post their offenses on Facebook before they've ever even considered forgiveness. Listen, don't do that. Live by a higher standard. Forgive others as you want God to forgive you. Instead of looking for offenses, look for opportunities to forgive. You see, as I've prayed this way, I've noticed a few things. And and although these might not be your experience, I hope that, that what I'm learning will help you in your journey. Now, this one was came as a surprise to me. It was completely unexpected. But not everyone will be happy when you quickly forgive. Listen, quick forgiveness is so countercultural that it makes people angry. About a year ago, I received one of the most vicious uh, critiques that I've, ever, that I've ever had. They attacked me, they attacked Tina, they attacked my character, you name it, it was said. And I just sat there listening to them spew vileness out of their mouth. My first instinct was to argue and to point out all the places where their facts were incorrect or inaccurate and address where they were wrong and correct them for their horrible attitude and their, and their hurtful spirit. But in light of my prayer, help me forgive others the way I want you to forgive me, I just sat there and I listened. I stayed calm, cool, and collected. Now, I'll be honest, it made him a little bit more angry. I wanted to respond to them. I received this critique with the same spirit it was given. I didn't. I didn't get mad. I didn't respond. Listen, people want to fight. Open up your Facebook and you'll see that. People want to fight. But you see, I want to forgive. It's not that I don't have an opinion. I just don't think it matters that much. Choose forgiving over fighting, but understand that not everyone is going to like it. 
Some will question your motives and your sincerity. Forgive anyways. On another occasion, I quickly forgave. You see, the problem came when, when someone else saw my forgiveness. They, they didn't think that I should forgive. They didn't understand how or, or why I would forgive that quickly. Right? They, they didn't want me to communicate love and forgiveness to that person. They wanted me to pronounce judgment. And they were very angry because I was too forgiving. But you see, I decided that if I'm going to be accused of something, I want it to be that. Right? Even though everyone might not understand, forgive. Forgive others the way you want God to forgive you. So every time I pray the Lord's Prayer, I pray and I forgive people. I pray them by name. And some things clear from my spirit very quickly. And other times, forgiveness is a process. And rather than hold on to the offense, I call their name every single morning. And I say, Lord, I forgive Jason. God, I choose to forgive him. I will treat him and act towards him with love and with forgiveness. Help me forgive today. And as you pray to forgive, God will bring to mind those things and those to mind those things that need forgiveness applied. You see, God's reminded me of past hurts, words that were said, and things that were done. And sometimes I find myself praying for people for things that happened years ago that I've held in my spirit for way too long. As God brings them to mind, I pray and I release them from my anger. Man, I call them by name. God, I forgive Billy. God, please forgive me for my unforgiveness. Regardless of what they said or did, I don't want unforgiveness in my heart. You see, when you hold on to unforgiveness in your heart, it comes out as ugliness. Well, Pastor Jason, if God does that, if I do that, I'm never going to make it to work because I've got way too many people to forgive. Good. Man, allowing God to lead you through that process is life-changing. As you pray to quickly and completely forgive, God will give you opportunities to put that prayer into action. One morning as I was praying, God, help me forgive others the way that you want me to forgive them. I got a text message. We're in the midst of just some junk going on. This was years ago, by the way. I didn't want to stop and check my text because I didn't want to send that kind of priority message to God. And so after I got done praying, I, I checked my text message. You see, it, it was a text message from someone that was making mine and my family's life very, very difficult. And once again, they were griping about something they didn't like. You see, in that moment, it was challenging. I really had to trust and rely on God's peace in my life. Now, I'll be honest. My first reaction was anger. I wanted to fire back a really petty text, calling them out. But then God whispered in my spirit, how do you want me to forgive you? 
so you know what? I didn't respond. And I said, God, forgive me for my attitude towards them. Was that easy? Absolutely not. Was it right? Yeah, you better believe it. How important is this? Jesus said in Mark 11, And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, and let me just tell you, that includes just about everything and everyone. Forgive him so that your Father in heaven may forgive your sins. In other words, interrupt your prayers and forgive. Listen, you need to make forgiveness a top priority in your life. Listen, unforgiveness doesn't hurt the other person. It hurts you. See, you are truly free when you forgive. And as you learn to forgive and be free, God will give you the opportunity to minister to others who are held captive by resentment and unforgiveness. You can point them to the same freedom that you've found. Listen, if you've confessed your sin, if you've committed your life to Jesus, then you know what it means to be forgiven. You've experienced that peace and that joy and the freedom that comes from being fully and completely forgiven. Jesus taught us to pray, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Listen, in your daily quiet time, as you pray for forgiveness, choose to forgive anyone who has hurt you or offended you. Forgive them so that you can be offended by God or so that you can be forgiven by God. You're not offended by God, hopefully. Let me say that line again. Forgive them so you can be forgiven by God. Listen, remember the way that you forgive them is the way that God will forgive you. Well, pastor, you don't understand. They don't deserve it. They didn't even ask for forgiveness. Doesn't matter. I don't see that being a stipulation in Scripture. So give it a try. Start praying that God will help you to quickly and fully forgive and completely forgive the moment that an offense occurs. Instead of getting mad or offended, forgive. Instead of making an angry phone call or shooting off a petty text message or an angry email, forgive. Instead of posting your criticism or your anger or your frustration on your Facebook status or angrily reacting to someone else's status, forgive. Instead of telling everyone you know how bad that person is, forgive. Forgive even before they ask or even if they never ask. Listen, you want to be known as someone with a forgiving heart. And best of all, you can receive the same forgiveness from God. How different would your life be if you walked in forgiveness every single day? If you reacted to every possible offense with quick forgiveness? What would it be like if you looked for opportunities to forgive instead of opportunities to be offended? Listen, you will find what you look for. If you want to be offended, then you're going to have plenty of reasons to be offended. right? If you want to be mad, you're going to find plenty of reasons to be mad. But if you look for opportunities to forgive, 
you'll find opportunities to forgive. You see, God predetermined that his response to your sin would be forgiveness. Let me ask you, could you make the decision in advance of the offense to forgive? Could you actually choose to forgive before someone hurts you? Is it even possible? So my question for you is, how would your life be different if every time that someone hurts your feelings, every time you didn't get what you wanted, every time that someone else made a decision that you like, or every time that you got offended, if every time your response was forgiveness? Man, what kind of, uh, of witness would that be to your friends, to your family, to your coworkers? Listen, if an entire church family decided to, to live that way, we'd be focused on our mission instead of being distracted by offenses. You see, if we did that, we could change the world. Would you bow your heads with me? I want to pray with you. Maybe today, as I've been speaking... Someone's come to mind. Maybe it's a fresh offense, someone that has recently done something or said something or acted a certain way. Or maybe it's something from a long time ago. But today, even as I speak, God is, has shown you that maybe you haven't forgiven them. Or maybe you, you've tried, but you've picked up that offense again. And today, I just want to pray with you. If that's you and you'd say, Pastor, pray for me. As I pray to forgive others, if that's you, would you just raise your hand right where you are? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God, you saw the hands that went up, and, and God, you saw the ones that, that didn't go up. Lord, that are dealing with unforgiveness in their hearts, God, or offenses. God, and we pray that you would do the thing that only you can do. God, and we pray and we ask that you would help them to forgive others completely, wholly, and fully. God, and immediately. God, we pray that as they confess their unwillingness to forgive, God, that they, God, that they would feel your same forgiveness towards themselves. God, we pray that as they forgive others, God, that it would immediately get it out of their spirit. God, so that they wouldn't be offended. God, help us to forgive. God, so that we can be more like you. Lord, we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. One other thing I want to tell you. When you become angry, 
offended, hurt. I think too often we default into sharing that with others. Right? And oftentimes we as Christians hide it under, well, man, we just need to pray for them. Can I just tell you that's gossip? Here's the problem with telling others is once you've moved on and you've forgiven them, those people still carry your offenses. Can I tell you, I don't tell my wife every time that someone says something mean or nasty to me. Why? Because I don't want that offense to get into her spirit. Why? Because I'm going to immediately pray and forgive them and get that junk out of my spirit. But she might carry that offense for days, weeks, months, or even years and having no clue that I've already dealt with that. Does that mean you can't share with anyone? No, I'm not saying that, but I am saying be very selective on what you share with whom because you don't want people to pick up your offense. And can I tell you, if we strive to forgive the way that Scripture says, which is immediately, then can I just tell you, there's no room to share with someone else. Because once, it's, once you've already forgiven that person, there's no need to talk about it anymore, right? Think about it. If, if I did something really dumb to you, like if I came up and, and I hit you with a two-by-four, which is something I'd never do, right? But if I didn't, you got mad, and then you chose to forgive me, that would be great, right? I'd probably end up in jail for, for battery, but, but then you, you forgave me, right? But then every time you see me, you tell whoever's next to you, man, that guy hit me once. You know what you're not doing in that moment? Forgiving. And so if you find yourself wanting to bring it back up, you know what it tells me that you need to do? Forgive. And to take it back to God. Because sometimes it is a process. And it's a daily choosing to forgive people. And can I tell you, it's not easy. But it's one of the most rewarding things when we can get offenses and hurt out of our spirit. Would you stand with me? God, we thank you. God, we thank you for your word. God, we thank you that even though it might be challenging to us, God, today we choose to be obedient to your word. God, I pray over us that even in the coming hours, in the coming days, in the coming week, God, that as we begin to pray this prayer daily, God, that you would remind us of things, past offenses, things that we've done, God, that number one, that we need to ask forgiveness for, but God, also to others that we need to forgive in our own lives. God, help us to do that quickly and immediately, God, so that we can be obedient to you and your word. God, we thank you for it that as we become immediately forgiveness, God, as we stature ourselves and we position ourselves to immediately forgive, God, that it puts us on point to fulfill your mission in your church. Lord, we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen.